Welcome to the Business and Bud Show. You know it's time. Start thinking like a winner when you get online. Streaming audio and video to get you primed for a future of success, a life you design. Business and Buds is the online show for people who want to learn about creating a thriving business and a thriving network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business and Buds Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Business and Buds Show. Producer Pat and Mike Bryant in the house. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good. How was your Labor Day? It was wonderful. It was very laborious I, uh, <laughs> Did you work? I was getting yeah i got well i mean hanging out here in the home studio i got a bunch of templates together for shows and for clips that we're going to be putting up we're going to be chopping up a lot of this and getting audio we're going to be having guests coming on so i wanted to have some like new looking stuff that i can kind of drag clips into and you know make us look way cooler than we really are and um or <laughs> as cool as we should look <laughs> uh, online and stuff like that. So it kind of ties into what we were talking today about just trying to continually get on base every day. We talk about, you know, you make lists of what you need to do the next day. Um, yep. You try to be consistent. I try to be consistent. But like in reference to like sports and stuff, sports and business are very in line with each other. You see a lot of people that are great at sports, especially like hockey players that still play hockey and they're like in their 40s dude those guys are doing these bounce on one leg routines and stretching and speed training and cardiovascular stuff they are constantly preparing to be able to compete with people that are sometimes half their age yep and they're still leading the league in goals alex ovechkin's been around for quite a while hockey's a good example because those guys get beat up physically, but I mean, I think it's probably the toughest sport outside of UFC or boxing. Well, and the, had, the, those guys, some of them last way well into their forties. I had uh, season tickets to the pens for a long time in the lower section of, I think it was PPG place or PPG arena or whatever it was called at the time. And um, now it's, now it's something different. Um, but we we had season tickets, my wife and I. We were like eight rows up from the glass on the side where the pens get to shoot twice. It nice. was great. Um, her parents owned those seats for like 32 years before that. And uh, I used to go to all those games. And I mean, just watching the work that they put in before, like they do the exact same fucking routines whenever they're coming onto the ice. And it's such like mundane little tasks, but it loosens up their hip flexors. It loosens up, you know, it gets blood flow going. It, it does all these things for them that they do every single time that they step on the ice. And it and that's one thing that I notice is no matter what, they all do it. Every fucking time that they step foot on the ice, they do these things. And it's like, that's why they've won so many Stanley Cups. You know, and it's same. funny you used them because that was the example I was going to use was Yammer Yager. That guy played for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like I remember being in probably fifth or sixth grade and having lightning TRS rollerblades rolling around in front of my parents' house with a stick, acting like I was Yammer Yager, number yep. sixty-eight, right? And 
Like, dude, he played up until like two or three years ago. He yeah, eventually, he, I think he eventually left the Penguins and played for some Carolina team. And then he went to it, Philly. Okay. But moral of the story was it's like he played for the Penguins up until like 2015 or something like that. We, that when I'm the year I'm thinking of when we were playing hockey was like 1995 or 1996, maybe even way earlier than that. 94. I remember buying NHL 94. I think it was 1994. I was probably 10, and we were skating around acting like Yarmer Yager. 20 years later, that guy was still playing, and he had already been in the league for five, seven years. He played for almost 30 years. Yep. I mean, you'd think he was freaking Noah or Moses or some kind of biblical character with a big, long beard. Um, probably 20-year career, 25 years. That's a long time in hockey when you're getting your head smashed into the freaking glass. I'm going to look it up, actually, while you're talking. Yeah, look it up. But uh, that was one of the examples that we brought to the table was that guy consistently put in work, kept the bases loaded in multiple areas of his life so that he could produce something on the other end, wins on the hockey, uh, in the hockey arena, trophies, European Stuff. I think he played on the Olympic teams. Again, when you pull it up, you can look. That guy was an international superstar for a long time because he was constantly putting in work, whether it panned out each time or not. So I was talking about this before we came on. I mean, I've been putting in my 20 years, too. What? He uh, It says right here that he played all the way up until 2018. See, and and he now owns part of the Flames, the Calgary Flames. Yep. Mm. Interesting. So, how many years did he play? He was drafted in 1990. See, that's what I mean. I remember 94 playing career. It says, I don't know if you can read this. It says until present. So he's still playing. <laughs> has the second most right points in NHL history. He's still- wow, after Wayne Gretzky. I'm not surprised by that. So I'm how, like I'm saying, how crazy he's like a superhero. Though. He's like a I superhero. Haven't watched so hockey. what is he, what is say, he doing? Watched. What is he doing in all these areas of his life to be successful? It's not just physical is what I'm getting at here. That he's not oh. just some magical physical specimen. He's doing something in all these different areas to separate himself from average performers. He is by far way above average. Like it said, I don't know if you noticed it, second in points to Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky had two or three times as many assists as he had goals, and he's the all-time leading goal scorer in the NHL. He made plays happen, whether he got all the big points or all the big hand raises or not. He would rather have his team win than get all the glory. Right there, that's a lesson. For certain. Gretzky is a different sort of breed. Uh, I remember I watched this interview with Gretzky, and they did like an IQ test on him. They did all these things, and they found out that he was basically normal intelligence, all this stuff. But what would happen is every time that he would play hockey and he would see a play develop like in front of him, he would remember – how everybody moved and he just had a very visual memory that allowed him. And he was 
that's why he was the superstar that he was. He he recognized that asset ability for himself, and then he just like really honed in on making that be a part of who he was. And he knew that like he may not be the best defensive player. He may not be the best whatever, but if he could remember how people skated, how they moved and how their hips moved and he knew where they were going to go before they knew where they were going to go. And then that's why he was able to carve out, you know, all of these amazing plays and make them on the team. He was able to, to take what he saw in the past and bring it forward to the future. And that's something that most people don't know how to do is take the lessons that they learn and then apply them to the future. So that way they can score a goal or they can make a million dollars or they can, you know, get to the next level in their company or personal life that they want to achieve to. Well, yeah. And it's, it's funny you say all that because I watched some interview with him and he was like, man, I would just find where the puck wasn't. And that's where I tried to like, put myself. So, you know, like you said, maybe, maybe there was also a little bit of a memory of studying whatever movements or tape or whatever. So he maybe knew how people were going to try and position themselves to score. And maybe he kind of inserted him there, himself there first on both ends, but always going like where the puck Mm -hmm. was. I thought that was interesting. So if he makes himself dangerous and he's wide open, well, then you're going to draw in, the, the defense to try and stop you. And then that's probably why he had so many more assists than goals. Well, now the guy's wide open because I drew you in. I made myself dangerous in this position where nobody was and drew in the, uh, became the target and, and opened up the play for the team. So then the team went, the Oilers were like unstoppable for a long time. Well, I mean, any of these professional sports athletes, it doesn't just have to be hockey, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, uh, T.O., Terrell Owens. Terrell oh, Owens. he was great. I loved Terrell Owens. Bro. I don't care what anybody says. Amazing. But what most people don't know is that he used to sleep in the stadiums before each game. Did you know that? No, I didn't. He would literally sleep there because he wanted to feel the energy of the stadium. He wanted to put himself and immerse himself there. Mm. So that way he knew whenever he woke up, it was work time. It was go time. And like that dude is also a phenomenon. I, there's videos of him like doing his warmups and shit and he's eating fucking McDonald's French fries and like housing them. And he didn't, he never treated himself like in that manner, but that dude probably burned six, seven, 8,000 calories a day. So he could eat whatever the fuck he wanted. He had, that sort of metabolism. Maybe now, if you were still playing in the league at 40 plus, he probably wouldn't be doing that. He would have to change and adapt to how his body is reacting to what he's putting into it. Well, and, and I, football is such a different type of like muscle memory than hockey too, which might have a, an effect on it. But like Tom Brady's lasted a long time. Um, who's the... Uh, Who's the famous quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Terry Bradshaw. He played for a long time. Good old Roethlisberger. Yep. Um, So, I mean, there's a lot of those guys. But what were they doing different? It wasn't just physical. No. You know, and that's the tough thing that I had to accept is that, that what I do isn't just about talent. What I do isn't just about skill. 
or how good of a songwriter or producer you are. There's all these other aspects of it. When you want to turn it into a business, well, all these other aspects, how everybody's good at a certain level. You get to the NFL, everybody's good. Everybody's big. Everybody's in shape. Well, cool. Like relying on just talent and skill goes out the door now. Everybody's got talent and skill. So, well, so you, now what? Well, what, what the great equalizer? What's going to put you above everybody else? It, it boils down to consistency and discipline. I mean, right. we talk about it all the time. We haven't even released one of these episodes yet. And we are on episode nine or 10 or whatever. We're yeah, on. this is episode nine today. Nine? Yeah. So we're on episode nine. We haven't even released one of these episodes yet. However, what we're doing is we went, I, I don't know if you did. I went and spoke to some of the top performing podcast people that I know. And I said, hey, how does the algorithm work? How can we produce a show that is going to ultimately obtain some sort of traction in the next six to 12 months? And how do you do that? Because I know that the moment that we post this episode, or we post any episode, it's not going to get a million views. I'm okay with that. I'm not looking for it to get a million views. I know you aren't either. I'm looking to provide value to literally one person and make one person send us a comment to our DMs on Business and Buds and be like, hey, guys, I picked up Ryan Blair's book. Or, hey, guys, I picked up Grant Cardone's Be Obsessed or Be Average. And it made me take the next step in my life. And I thank you for that. And I don't care. We don't need to benefit from all these people financially by any stretch of the imagination. All that but I the want. The more successful they are, the more successful we are. Sure. But I want them to be like, hey, guess what? Business and Buds turned me on to this and that helped change my life. It doesn't need to be that like you buy a financial product from us for us to change your life directly. If you just realize that like 10 fucking years ago, I was a stoner. I'm still a stoner, but I was a stoner and a fucking cokehead and was doing all kinds of horrible fucking things and changed my fucking life around to now being able to have this show have right before we came in here. I didn't have a lighter down here, but to have a fucking nanny that will fucking run you a lighter or watch your kids or do anything that helps you to be the best version of yourself. Like, I don't need to smoke weed on this podcast. I want to smoke weed. I was going to do it anyways, but I didn't have a lighter and I'm too lazy to walk all the way back up to the house because quite honestly, it's a far walk. So it's like, it's like, okay, but having different things that you have amassed for skill sets, they all compound and you don't have to, like if you read a book and it doesn't give you what you want out of it, that's Okay. You made a decision to read that book. Even if that book did not give you what you were looking for out of it, you benefited yourself because maybe you, even though you may not realize it, maybe you learned a word that you didn't know. Maybe you learned. I was going to say, sometimes it's not what you want to learn. It's what you need to learn. And this goes back to what you said too a little bit. And some of these things we're going to hit on maybe in every episode, but we might just hit it at a different angle. So you might hear us talk about certain things and be like, oh man, they keep repeating that. Well, maybe we need to repeat it for ourselves, number one. And this goes back into the book thing, number two. You might hear something you need to hear, not necessarily what you want 
to hear. And those are generally the best lessons in the on the planet. Man, I'll tell you, when I met Grant, when I met Grant Cardone and, and we were hanging out before I even played the gig at, at his event, he was gearing up, excuse me, he was gearing up to go like sell stuff on the break, right? And then I was going to take the stage and do the lunch break. So I positioned myself in a way that benefited both of us the, the most, which is why I got the gig. So again, remember, sometimes what you want is to be the man in front of 10,000 people. What you need to do to get the gig is to play when there's the least amount of people in the room. So smoke on that one. But the lesson there is, how are you adapting to, to get to the next stage? And also, like you said, how are you putting in the work when maybe you aren't getting paid or it's not paying off right away? How many of these teams do we see are really dangerous in the playoffs? They have the bases loaded every single inning. That's what I kind of wanted to call this this episode is load the bases. You put in the work and you're constantly on first base, constantly second base. Maybe you don't score any runs that inning. But then again, you're right back on first base. You're right back on second base. Now you're on third base. Bases were loaded, but you didn't convert. How much better are you going to be at converting than if you constantly just try to hit home runs? Well, if you're consistently moving in, moving in and converging on your goal daily and getting closer and closer and closer to it daily, instead of just swinging in in the dark, the likelihood of you making it or the likelihood of you breaking through or like we've seen with some of my videos on my channels with skits and comedy and songs and funny stuff like that. I've been doing that stuff for years and years and years and years and years and years and years, but it looks cleaner, sounds better and is visually more likely to go viral because I've been practicing doing it for so long. Now I'm getting videos. You're getting 45,000, 50,000, hits regularly rather than like randomly. So how does that apply to you guys? How can you look at what you're doing in your life and say, what's going to pay off big long-term if I'm consistently putting in work and you might not see it the first three months, we might not see a huge spike on release or on launch. It might take three, four, five months before we have one of our clips or one of our episodes or one of our, um, you know, shows click on one of these channels and then the algorithm picks it up or the systems pick it up and then everything starts getting hits. It also moving may not, forward, by the way, too. It also may not pick it up at all, Pat, because we openly talk about things that people don't necessarily want to discuss. And we we go in those reins. And I'm okay with that because I know what my intent is behind the conversation that we're having, which right. is why I don't care. Like if you guys want to roast me in the comments, go ahead. Just comment away because number one, it only helps the algorithm for us. So <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Go ahead and do that. Well, and that goes back to the, the people that have time to come on here and tell us what a bunch of knuckleheads we are, aren't ever going to be the Yarmer Yagers. Because I don't know anybody successful that runs a successful business or a successful podcast or a successful show or a marketing company or a CBD company that has time to get on people's YouTube and tell them what a piece of shit they are. Well, right there. The reality is. I mean, that's. 
I mean, I might crack some jokes and do some comebacks on Twitter. I'm not like 100% clean on that, but I don't like spend my whole day shitting on people on Twitter. No, but you're, you're replying back to a comment that someone left you. That's a different thing. You're not outwardly going and then trying to tear someone else down. I make fun of Joe Biden quite a bit. Joe Biden doesn't even count. He's like not even a human at this point right now. <laughs> Let's, and neither does Donald Trump. And neither does no, he doesn't. Neither all, one these, of them. all of these motherfuckers, every single person, if you're in politics, you are at this point, you have a You're like deputy. batting practice for, for trolls. I go on there and I'm like, all right, well. Let's laugh at this Trump thing. Let's laugh at this Biden thing. And I, I've gotten my my troll minute in for the day. My 60 seconds of trolldom. Well, it's <laughs> but just- the point is, is that we, guys like us are constantly focused on what am I doing six months, 12 months from now? This show is a long term investment, not only in us getting better, but in the the viewers and the audience getting better. I would rather have a hundred views per episode and have 60 regular people that are getting better with us every week than a a gazillion people that don't give a shit. You see these vanity metrics on Instagram. People want to buy success. They want to buy popularity. And then no one's really watching their stuff. You see a bunch of Forex clowns in the comment section. Well, I mean, like, let's look at my Instagram for instance, right? I make more money off my Instagram than probably most of these fucking people that have a million followers. I make more money off my Instagram than them. And I literally just post political memes that I think are funny and shit of my kids. And I post like stats maybe once a month, something like that. And it just the people that follow me follow me because like they either don't like what I post and they, they definitely message me saying that I wasn't funny or that I had a typo. And my favorite response, whenever someone messages me and says that I used the wrong two, I used one O instead of two O's. It's just like, you need to focus on the O's in your bank account because you probably don't have any, if you have the time to fucking correct me on my grammar. 100% true. So if you're going to, if you're going to DM me, feel free, just know that like, I probably will roast you back and like, I'm okay with it. Cause I don't need your opinion. I don't need your money and I don't give a fuck. Like I just want to post the shit that I think is funny. It doesn't matter to me if you think it's funny. I post it. If something makes me laugh, then I post it. If it doesn't right. make me laugh, it doesn't make the cut. Well, and it goes back to, again, what we're talking about today. People who are focused on loading the bases or loading up on physical activity to get in better shape or loading up on what they need to do to market their brand or loading up on podcast episodes for a release. They are not focused on you know, inactive shit, shit that doesn't matter. Like I said, I go on, I go on Twitter – mainly just to talk some shit for a little bit and then I don't even turn it on again. I go on so, Twitter solely. But I but the reason why I bring that up is cuz I see people that are on there all day that follow every single thing someone posts and they troll every single thing. How do you have time for that? 
And Bro, plus, what what kind of what kind of success are you getting? Again, maybe maybe you're killing it. I don't know, but actually, I'm I happy that does that. I, I might maybe I'll message this this one gal. This there's this gal who every single time Donald Trump posts something, she has something negative to say. Now, I am not this guy's biggest fan. If you had to ask me, what am I a fan of? I like like Van Halen's guitar playing, Yarmer Yager's hockey. I'm a fan of those things. I would not consider myself <laughs> a Donald Trump fan. But I don't go on every single thing he posts and make fun of him or every single thing. You also, don't, make you also don't suck his dick on every post either. No, I don't. But I don't have time, nor do I care about every single thing the man posts. There is this girl, this woman who goes on every single thing and trolls every single thing the guy posts. And I guess she's kind of created a name for herself doing this. And I'm like, I am shocked by how much time this person has to literally spend their entire day spreading negativity about another person. But it's here's unbelievable where that, to me. that person is so dumb. There's another guy that does it. His last name is Rothschild. I don't remember his first name. It doesn't matter because he's a, a waste of life. Like right. all that he does is goes on Donald Trump's thing and posts something every single day, every single tweet. And it's like, okay, but here's where the problem comes into that sort of thing. Let's say that you have a blog and that blog is an anti-Donald Trump blog and you're selling ad space on it. And they could be making a killing, bro. Like driving traffic to their blog, they could be making a killing. Who knows? Maybe. Now, here's what happens. They're really fucking dumb because you only have at most, if you're targeting a president, have eight years at most for a lifespan of your business before nobody gives a fuck. Mm. tops that's it you are not building a sustainable brand if you're trying to tear someone else's brand down it's impossible because the way that brands pursue things and the way that they grow is innovation and the brands that innovate the most the brands that try new things that are willing to go out of the norm like sponsoring this podcast with a well-being labs logo right there like doing things in a different manner than people are used to seeing doesn't make it a wrong tactic it just means that maybe no one has done it yet and maybe that niche hasn't been carved out in a way that that it's feasible well-being labs will not always be the sponsor of this podcast well i'll let other cbd brands uh, if any other CBD brands want to come on here, send us a DM and you can come on here and talk to us about your brand. I believe that whenever one ship is raising, you can raise all tides with it. You don't have to completely try to be cutthroat with every single human on the planet. No, you don't. If your brand sucks and I figure out that you're not using an FDA lab and you aren't trying to abide by industry standards... I'm going to call you out on that shit. That's just how it goes. And I will absolutely ridicule you and I'll still let you sponsor, but I will ridicule you and roast you. 
like but that's how that's how my brain works like if you're not on here being completely transparent it's a problem because i'm too stoned to remember lies well the other thing is is it's it's like we talked about earlier with the wayne gretzky's or the yammer yagers the people that are remembered forever are are doing so much to get to a certain level eventually if you're not putting in the work people will notice it this is this is the ultimate truth you cannot hide the fact that you're not putting in any work cuz people will notice it in your performance yep. you might you might get lucky for a while you might win big for a while but over the course of time as time moves forward if you're not consistent it will show up somewhere it will no doubt depending on what area right now dude, totally transparent i have the past year and a half two years i have given up on like exercise and that sort of shit has not been <clears throat> a key frame i have been solely focused my attention on building my companies and spending as much time with my kids as i possibly can simultaneously nice and yeah i mean i exercise a lot and I'm and I'm very on, consistent with that, but I'm not with with counting food. So I probably would be a lot skinnier if so, I was more consistent with that. So I'll call myself out on that. So bro, my point is exactly like I'm calling myself out on the fact that like that is an area where I have completely fucked up, and like I'm actively my. T- discipline for that my discipline muscle for food or exercise is not as disciplined as my exercise to write down notes every fucking day it is not as disciplined to connect with every single one of my my staff members and people that i work with on a daily basis and all of my clients just so that way i have a touch point with them so that way i like I don't have to contact my clients every day in my contract. It states an hour a month. We're going to do a review call for SEO because there's not updates every day. But if I'm thinking of something or if I'm doing something in my business, if I find a really good merchant provider, for instance, I will send out a message to everyone that I'm working with. Hey guys, uh, this is a really good contact for you to have if you need more merchant processing. And everything that I'm doing in my business live time that I know is benefiting me, I'm giving that to someone else at the same time. So I feel really good about that. And I think that that kind of keeps my skills sharper because I always want to be innovating for the people that I'm helping. Mm. Does that make sense? Totally. Absolutely. So I think it's great. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Well, and like you said, it's just like this. I mean, we're, we bump into each other when we're starting to talk and stuff. We're getting used to going back and forth. And plus it's just been us too. We haven't had any guests on yet. We have uh, Tom from wellbeing labs coming on this week. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and uh, it's just one of these things that you got to put time and work in. I mean, by the time we're at episode 30 or 40, we'll kind of know a little bit better about how to bounce off of each other. I mean, we've like, we laughed with the, about the other day. We've never even met in person. Yeah. So, you know, this is a from the ground up thing. And 
there's so much associated with what we do outside the show that will impact how successful the show is moving forward. Right now, in the launch period, we'll probably have 10 episodes by the time we're launching. Um, we got the logo coming today, but we've put so much work into ironing out the kinks before we're going to start doing these shows live. So you guys, if you're watching this episode, this isn't even live. Most of the time you'll be able to log in. We're going to have set times every week where we go live on the YouTube channel. Some of those might be pre-recorded. Some of them might not be. Most of them probably won't be. So that's an exciting thing too, because we already do it live with no edits anyway. Yep. We don't have time to go back and edit every little um out or every time we I'm, – I'm trying to talk usually over you. Um, but uh, we don't have time to go back and bump all that out. I'd rather do 15 more episodes than spend those 10 hours editing. <laughs> so yeah, it's one of these things where put the work in up front. And you'll see the results after a while on the, on the back end. Like I said, I exercise every day, but I'm not really perfect with my diet. So I could probably be skinnier and, and leaner if I controlled my food intake a little better, like I control my uh, exercise output every day. That's, that's something I, I don't balance well. I get hungry as shit and I eat too much, which is – I'm American, people. Damn it. Um, so anyway – Bro, it's one of those things off topic from business, but one of my worst fucking traits is that I get real high at night as I'm trying to go to sleep. And sometimes I'll grab like the wrong pen and then I'm like up and I grab the wrong pen, bro. And then it's, it's such a fucking problem. And then I'm up. <laughs> I literally will go downstairs and I'll just like look at the fridge and I'm like, you don't need anything. You're fat. Like you need to lose weight. Don't do this. And I'll walk back upstairs. And then 20 minutes later, we'll go by and I'm like, no, you're fat. Go back to the fridge. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll have like a fucking, I'll have some, something. I'll literally eat something or like I'll make half a peanut butter and jelly and I'll eat that. And then I'm like, I won't eat the other half until tomorrow. And then I will leave it downstairs and then I'll fucking come back down another 20 minutes later. And I'm like, you're stoned. Just eat the whole fucking thing. And I'm like, God damn it. And I do it, I don't know, three nights a week. And I'm, it's like the, First, just have to stop smoking weed at night. Like, I think that's the answer. I think I have to well, switch it's one over. Of those to, things to where, yeah, it's one of those things where how, how do I make an adjustment in my habits? So this goes back to everything we just covered in our ramblings of the day. It's like, I'm sure that those people we mentioned, the Yagers or the Brady's or the Joe Montana's or the Terrell Owens or Jerry Rice is another great example of a wide receiver. Those guys saw that certain things that they did took away from them getting the ultimate result. So mm -hmm. they stopped doing those things. Whereas guys like us sometimes take a long time to cut those habits. The quicker you can cut, something that is taking you away from hitting your goal. Yep. The quicker you open up time or open up activities 
or new habits that get you closer to the goals. And Bro. again, and being a knucklehead, not having the internet uh, useful. But when we first started using the internet, it was like AOL chat rooms and like Yahoo Messenger and shit. They didn't have like full courses on how to make millions of dollars in real estate or how to build your digital brand or somebody like Mike who's available that can show you how to make an e-commerce brand and sell millions of dollars of an e-commerce product every year. That shit didn't exist. <laughs> it just didn't exist. Now, that's not an excuse. Mm -hmm. for, the, for, for any of things that I've used to hold myself back. My point is the information is now there or it was there. It was just in the form of books. My buddy, Chris Antaveros would call me out and be like, dude, it's always been in the form of books. It's always been there. I like the internet. I, I don't read it. I read a lot more. Um, but that's something. Mike needs router reform. I, I said. Router I said. I. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Sorry. Um, again, we're we sling from the hip, man. Like it is what it is. Um, sorry about that. But oh, anyway, we. I have no idea what I was saying. I'm stoned. Me either. Uh, what we were talking about was <laughs> learning from books. A lot of people read books. I've oh. read a lot of books too. So there's this book. It's either Napoleon Hill or Dale Carnegie where the guy talks about, hey, if the job that you want or the career you want or the position you want doesn't exist, create it. That's that's exactly what I did with being the song guy at business events. I'm there was sure no song guy. Right. I think it was. It was one. It was one or the other one. Yeah. Uh, it was how to influence friends or think and grow rich. One or the other. Yep. Uh, which two books? Like, I mean, those are like you the should basics. Read. But that's what I did. I, well, there's nobody that makes little funny tunes about pop culture and entrepreneurs and business events. So why don't I just become that person? Yep. And I did it, and it worked, and it got me in front of a whole new audience of people. And it totally changed my entire career. When the coronavirus hit and all the music venues shut down, I had my biggest months ever. Yep. And so now we're transitioning into using podcasts. It's still the same thing. A podcast producer, most podcast people or companies or agencies take your files, edit them, and, and put them up on the internet. Me, I'm, I'm the co-host and the producer and the all of that stuff together. That's awesome because it's fun to me. I like entertaining people. This is what I like to do. I like to play with my tools and my toys and my technology and entertain people. So I encourage people out there, what work are you putting in when nobody's looking to, to get your dreams or your goals or your visions to become your reality? Yarmer Yager put in 25 years of consistent work at a high frequency at a high level and is apparently still playing hockey, which is just blatantly unfucking believable folks <laughs> to, to quote a uh, spaced out news closing. That's crazy. Yeah. Because he's getting hit by people that are 25 years old. And, and I guarantee you, he's still five minutes later scoring on them. How are you adapting and making all the stuff you want happen?
It's got to come through work. It isn't going to come from trying too hard to buy too many things. You can read all those books we mentioned, but if you don't put in any work, it's not going to work. It's a pretty simple formula. It's not rocket science. You know, <clears throat> the formula is simple. The work it, it can be tough. Correct. It's most likely going to be. Anyone who tells you that the work is going to be easy and that this is easy and that success is easy is wrong. Brad Lee says that all the time, and I completely fucking disagree with him. The, the, the reality is you're probably going to fail a couple of times. And it's how willing are you to take a punch each time and then stand back up and, and figure out what you did wrong and then get back in the ring it, it's not it's not an incredible thing to like figure out but the thing is you can you can find people that have already been through those preliminary rounds that's where brad gives me the reality is like, there are people who can help you shortcut your success and i do agree with yeah that. and you do you you can go to bradley you could go to sean whalen you could go you should pay for a private lesson with you should you could go to fucking Gary Vaynerchuk and try and get him for an hour and pay him however much that would be. I have no idea. But it's going to be substantial. That hour is going to be incredibly life-changing if you actually do what the fuck they tell you. Because you have to... The hardest thing, and it's hard for me too, which is actually one of the main reasons why I take mushrooms is to check my ego. I have a lot of trouble not wanting to just get punched in the face on my own. And that's kind of how I've gone about most of it. And then whenever I started, like I joined the watchers with chase hero for five or six months. Um, and then it, he was phenomenal at creating a network and then teaching you about Facebook ads. However, my industry is really, really tough to use Facebook ads for. And so I learned a ton about other e-commerce stores, about how to run ads, but it wasn't implementable into, I don't even know if that's a word. I couldn't implement it. It is now. Into, I couldn't implement it into what, our company was doing at the time. Before However, I can, I can implement it into this podcast. I can implement it into the actual group that we are creating. And it's not geared around the same sort of thing. His is very structured and it's, it's very much geared towards Facebook ads and Shopify. And it's a wonderful, wonderful course for that. However, it wasn't perfect for the CBD niche that I was in. And I was looking for something very specific. Um, but I learned so much in that, that like I have to give him, you know, the, the gratitude that was, was that every dollar that was spent there was well spent is what I'm trying to say. And thank you, Chase. So if you ever watch this, thank you. Um, but holy f- 
it is a different ball game whenever you have to try and implement things into this. So we are learning right now how to to do Facebook ads for this podcast. We are learning and trying to figure out how to grow our private group so that way we can help you guys. And our group is not going to be like a, a normal group. I know I'm sure that everyone will say that. However, I am not going to make you guys any sort of promises other than the fact that we will bring on people that if you were going to spend an hour of time with them on a Q&A and you do that a couple of times a month, that hour is worth your entire year, basically, in the group. And you should leave feeling that whenever you leave that first Q&A, you can ask any question that you want. We're going to have my lawyer, Owen, will be on those. Any of the guests bring on a Q&A after. And there, I'm going to learn just as much as you guys are because some of these people are like everyone's different. So you can take, you can take a, a page from everyone's book and really try to implement that into your life. And yeah, I think, I think that's what a lot of these hockey players do. I think it's important to remember that the only way you're going to get a plus results is if you start surrounding yourself with a plus people. And when I went back and I said, you know, this stuff wasn't available online that it literally wasn't. Now you can, get in groups or virtual communities or whatever text groups or Instagram pods with people that are similarly, you know, with similar mindsets to you that want to grow, that want to make millions of dollars or want to get their physical fitness down or want to do whatever you want to do, learn how to make comedy news skits on the internet. Definitely help you with that. So it depends on what you want to do, but being crystal clear about what you want and what's what you want and where you're at right now are generally two different things. So what am I going to do from where I'm at to get where I want to go or what I want? What you want is what you've got. Well, great. That's awesome. Maybe you should be speaking to our community. But if what you, where you are and what you want are two different things and there's a space in between those things, how can you shorten the gap? How can you make that quicker? That's where Brad Lee gives me trouble. He's like, oh, man, well, if you invest in this, this, and this, and this and get the shortcuts, there are shortcuts to success. Then you avoid making all these mistakes that other people made that took years and years and years and years and years and years, and years to hit certain goals. And you're able to get there in six to 12 months. You're able to get there in two years rather than 20. Yep. Like I said, I mean, I learned a lot of shit in 20 years of doing what I do. There's a reason why I'm able to just pick up the guitar and make a funny song, either about business and buds or laughing at the Antifa guy who caught his feet on fire, which you still haven't watched that one yet. You're going to, you're really going to enjoy that one. Um, but there, because I practiced it. And I still practice it. I don't get paid anything for that stuff that I make on my page. I do it to get better at what I do. For sure. So that when the time comes or the phone rings or somebody says, hey, I need this. Well, it's done an hour later. So how do you get to a point where you're so good that your skill and your trust in the marketplace and your word and your reputation are, are respected enough 
to where people just call you and they say, hey, I want you to do this for me because everybody knows you're the best at it. That's that's what Wayne Gretzky is. That's what Yarmer Yager is. That's what Tom Brady is. I was never a Floyd Mayweather fan. But guess what? The guy's undefeated because he beat everybody. So now I'm a fan now that he's retired because I have to respect the fact that he was the best at that um, at that like lighter weight jump from weight class division style of fighting. He's better than Manny Pacquiao, always will be, probably pound for pound, one of the best. I always put Ali first just because. I always put Tyson up there just because. But, like, dude, how can you get that good? And it doesn't mean that you're the most famous either. I know a lot of famous people that don't make any money because they focused so much on being famous instead of actually being good at something. Yep. There's a difference. What's her name? And Andy Forsell's wife, Emily, has a quote she posts often that says the popular circle isn't always the winner's circle. Ooh, the popular circle isn't always the winner's circle. People that are winning the most, I wouldn't call Steve Jobs or Warren Buffett the most popular. I mean, is Warren Buffett like the coolest dude? We think he's cool. I bet you if you walk down the street right now and ask 10 people if they knew who Cardi B was or Nicki Minaj was, depending on who you ask too, by the way, or if they know who Warren Buffett is, more people know who's on the poster or on the MTV Music Awards. Uh, Kardashian's a better example. Do you know who Kim Kardashian is? I bet nine out of 10 people would say yes. And if you ask, do you know who Warren Buffett is? Maybe four out of 10 people would say yes. But who do you want to surround yourself with, Warren Buffett or Kim K? It depends your goals. So if if your goals are to build... is is definitely a a winner in a lot of circles, but I'm just drawing a comparison here. Yeah, 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 for sure. Not everybody that's popular is as rich as you think they are. For certain. She is. Not everybody is. (laughs) Yeah, for certain. Um, Yeah, no, I mean... Shit, she, the way that she has just created a brand from her line of work prior, I guess is how I'll say it. Um, But yeah, I mean, goddamn, to build a a beauty and skin brand off of that and uh, a sick pop and also Kanye has, has built. Did you get any of that? No. Great. She's built a hell of a brand. Yeah, that's... And so, and, and you brought up Kanye, too. At one point, just a few years ago, Kanye said he was broke and asking Zuckerberg for money. Now, apparently, he's a billionaire. I, I don't know what's going on there. I guess he's a billionaire. Well, it was... I don't have, I don't have any problem with Kanye. No, I think Kanye is actually he incredible. He never bothered me. He, I, I don't, the guy doesn't bother me like he does some people. Like... Like we were talking about with like either Biden or Trump or something. I might crack my jokes, but like those people don't bother me. I don't dwell. I don't think about those people outside cracking a, a joke or a punchline or a comeback. I don't think about them. I'm thinking about what yeah, it I doesn't need consume to do. your head. 
So this is, again, back to square one. What can you, as our audience, do to get focused on what you want to do and where you want to go in your life? We're just drawing up examples and having fun and chatting about this shit. I wouldn't consider consider either one of us the most intellectual, you know, IQ, freaking formulaic, greatest speakers are on the planet. But I'm going to tell you this, dude. I get paid to do what I want to do. Mike makes money selling a, a product that he believes in mm-hmm. and, and gets to hang out and smoke cannabis in his, his happy shack. <laughs> so, you know, life could be a whole lot worse. Yep. How can we help you get clear on what you want and get what you want? Who can we reach out to to try and bring on the show that you'd love to see? Send us a message. You know, like I said, we're almost at episode 10. We'll be at episode 10 by the end of the week when his business partner comes on. And we haven't released any of these episodes. These are all just like almost pre-roll. So what are you doing every day to get good so that when the time comes and the bases are loaded, you're banging that thing into the bleachers or you're at least driving in the game winning run? Because you're not going to get there if you if you aren't on first base, you ain't scoring shit. Consistently, I'm on first base. For years and years and years and years, I was on first base and scored some years, no runs. But when it came to playing in front of 10,000 people and my whole entire life was on the line and my reputation was on the line, I fucking pulled it off. Because I was prepared for the worst case scenario whether the guitar cuts out or this doesn't work or my time is stretched or lunch gets pushed back. I totally pulled it off. So, you know, when we quote Michael Jordan or Grant Cardone or something, I played an event with Michael Jordan's personal trainer, Tim Grover at that Grant Cardone event. That dude spoke. He's probably one of the best speakers the whole weekend. So, I mean, that dude coached Kobe Bryant. I mean, we might not be, the most well-spoken, like I said, but we know what the fuck we're talking about because the road work has been put into place. How could I help you speak at 10X7? Because I can show you a lot of tools to help me get on that stage. How can you scale your business to a million dollars in e-com? I'm sure Mike knows a lot more than 98% of people who failed their asses off and still fail. Yeah. So it's just something to think about hanging out with the same people that, that tell you that like your goals are crazy or something is not going to get you there. Not being in groups of people that are trying to level up that have an abundance mindset is not going to get you there. Well, here's how, here's how I look at coaching groups as trying to like help people understand that there are people out there that will empower you. You just have to find the right people for a long time. I wasn't around the right people either. This isn't a, a, sales pitch for our group in the slightest bit it's it's just so, a, uh, it's just a lesson in common sense but yeah so here's if if you are in something right now where the people that are around you're getting negative uh information into your feedback loop if you're in that sort of space what you have to do And the way that you have to look at any coaching group, whether it's ours, whether it's someone else's, it doesn't matter. The way that you have to look at it is you are investing basically in like an HOA. Like you are 
trying to surround yourself with other people that want to do better. It is, it is buying your way up in the neighborhood. And that's why Pat says virtual communities, because it is literally trying to buy your way up. Dan Fleischman has the hundred million dollar mastermind. I think that mastermind costs a hundred grand. I, I think it's a million dollars and only a hundred people are allowed in it. And that's okay. why it's called a okay. hundred million. So maybe it's okay. So if it's a million, I think bucks, it's a million dollars. Okay. So that's, that's the sort of scale to these things. And Dan Fleischman is absolutely worth it to pay a million dollars to another to person be- I've performed and introduced on stage folks. So this sure. isn't just names we're pulling out of our ass here. No, I have Dan's like cell number. Like we've Great guy. we've worked on, he's connected me with a gentleman named Mike Ho, who is a phenomenal business guy out of Dubai and Vancouver. Um, I'm actually, I'll see if I can have him on here as well. He may want yeah, to give him a, shoot him a DM. Um, but dude, it is, it is absolutely the people that you surround yourself with. And sometimes you just have to pay your way to get there faster. And it doesn't, it just depends on what social circle you want to pay into. And just like an HOA, or if you're talking about like a physical real estate space for a second, if you're looking at this group as like buying a physical community of people, like a a Manhattan office building or whatever, like buying your way into that real estate space, depending on who you want to be with, it's the price is going to scale up accordingly. That's just how it works. And that's how things are transitioning online. And that's this is going to be the new education system and the new way that people are going to be building out like their business schools, basically. And these are these are business schools where instead of us teaching you from a book, we're having you do live Q and A's with people that are doing what you want to do. Ask the fucking questions that you want to know, get connected. If you want to get good on camera, get on camera, get to the, yeah, correct. Get to the people that you need to get closest to and buy your way there. It's the fastest way that you can do it. So having the, what the whole thing is about, it's social currency. And the, the way that people are going to end up building it out is, is through that sort of thing. That's why the lion's not sheep den exists. That's why, you know, the watchers exist. It's why the hundred million mastermind exists. And they bring on people like magic Johnson and. Dude, they like, had what, whatever that people. woman's Jenner, mama Jenner yeah. was on. Yeah. Chris Jenner. What's her name? Chris Jenner. Yeah. Dude, she has helped those girls blow Bro. up, you guys. How much is access to her worth? It's worth a million bucks. Just her. Yeah. Not even just her. Magic Johnson. Oh, dude, we got to get Dan on. Bro, it's, it's one of those things where getting closest to the sun is the fastest way that you're going to level up. And social media has is currently highlighting who is real and who isn't. And that's very important because a lot of these people that were posting all these Lambo photos and all this shit beforehand, most of that shit was rented. Most of it was rented for like a day, not like leased. So 
it was, or it wasn't even rented at all. It's someone else's car that they just took pictures with or their house or whatever. And they pay them, you know, a couple thousand bucks and there you go. Now you have content. Right. It's really, really like, I don't fake any of this shit. I still have the ABCs over here. Like my barn isn't done. I don't care. I don't have router reform yet, but router reform's gotta happen. But I come out here and I do these every single time that we're supposed to do them. Right, right. He even is uh, using his computer and a microphone now, guys. If you haven't noticed, I had to uh, had to give him a little roasty toasty yeah. on using his phone, running around like a chicken with his head cut off in the middle of his car, in the middle of his fields of Pennsylvania. But yeah, guys, <laughs> what are you doing uh, when nobody's looking? Because that's the time where champions are made. Everybody's performing at a high level when the boss is watching or when, you know, the timer's on and it's your stage time, you're on. How many times have I been to an event where a guy goes up on stage and speaks and he's phenomenal and he comes, he comes back, sits on the couch, and he's just a total asshole? I mean, it's happened multiple times. Generally, same couple people. And it's like sometimes what you see is what people want you to see mm-hmm. instead of what's real. The stories they tell might be real. The money that they've made might be real. But the but person that they are might not be so real. So yeah. I encourage you to dig deep inside yourself, figure out what it is you want out of life, what you want to accomplish, where you want to go, what are your goals, and Think about the fact that your time is limited. How can you get there tomorrow? It's going to take little increments, getting on first base consistently to drive runs home in any situation. To convert and put numbers on the scoreboard means there's going to be a lot of stranded batters over the course of your career. Not every single thing is going to convert. And after a while, won't even bother you. We just go into the next inning. Yep. So something to think about, ladies and gentlemen. And while we ramble, we do it because we love you. Anyway, Mike, as always, my friend, good times, great stuff. Load up the bases every day, folks. And uh, you should. You should join our group. Uh, you should join our group if you're serious because we're serious. That's why we're doing this. So, Or, or um, literally join anyone else's. Pick a fucking action. Yeah, follow us. We'll send you. I'll send you a bunch of links. So, yeah. rock and roll, episode nine in the. Yeah.